I'm from the streets of Cincinnati. Welcome to the jungle! the ice man jeff trunnipole coming from a remote location not in the normal studio i'm over at my son's house having some dinner so i had to do it from his computer but to be fair if you found the show hit that like and subscribe button smash that thumbs up i'm up to 1393 subscribers that is awesome i appreciate every single one of you guys now to be fair if you're watching it on youtube or to be watching it on twitter or on facebook and you have yet to subscribe to my channel please go to the youtube channel sports with strawberry ice Hit the subscription button, hit the bell for the notification, and every time I go live, you'll be notified. Also, exclusively in the YouTube chats, we're doing super chats. So if you guys like to support what I'm doing, give me a super chat. I would greatly appreciate it. Now, I'm coming to you. Well, normally I'm coming to you live from the Ice Cave, but the Ice Cave is sponsored by T Properties. T Properties, quality housing for quality people. Check out the website at www.t 
tpropertiesllc.com for all your rental property management needs and your rental needs. All right, guys. I have a very special guest today. He is Kieran from Kieran's Corner. He does the full 10-yard podcast. He lives here in Cincinnati. He has a Boston accent. Totally kidding. He doesn't have a Boston accent. <laughs> we'll get into that joke later. He's from England. He's Kieran. Kieran's Corner. Check him out. What's up, Kieran? What's up, buddy? How you doing, man? Good, man. Yeah, that, that Boston accent. I like that. I like that. You freaking, have to tell people the 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 story behind that. I think it's, before it's we start. It's freaking awesome. Yeah. Well, we we met. Uh, we're down there at the uh, Bengals training camp, and uh, the Bengals were walking out to practice or whatever. And Kieran and I were talking and everything. This guy walks in. We started talking to him too, and we've been standing there for I don't know ten minutes or more or whatever. And all of a sudden, the guy goes, "Are you from Boston?" <laughs> to, to Kieran, I looked at him. Go, what the hell makes you think he's from Boston? <laughs> It, it, it was the weirdest I'd ever, you know, I'd never got Boston. I've had Ireland, Scotland, most American people don't know where Wales is. I've had Australia, New Zealand, but right. never Boston. So that was a new one for me. I, there, there's always, always a new one here. So you guys have to bear with me. I'm working on my son's computer, so it's a little different than mine. But let's get into uh, the Bengals here. Well, actually, let's get into the news of the day, actually. There's people are talking about, uh, let's go with Josh here. Say excited about uh, Trey Flower signings with Wade Wayne's back in the I- IR. It definitely helps our depth in the secondary. Plus, he's better scheme fit here than Seattle. What's your thoughts on picking up uh, Flowers? Bengals made the right choice for once in in picking up picking up a free agent. It's not to disparage the Bengals, but sometimes you guys make some questionable choices in free agency, and I, I think a move like this really shows that the team is moving in the right direction. It's very exciting for the city of Cincinnati. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad I'm glad we did it because, well, Trey Waynes, unfortunately, is on the IR again. Uh, Darius Phillips doesn't get a whole lot of playing time. I think somebody said he might be sick as well. So I think it's a good pickup because um, we need we need help. You know, we need help in the secondary. But, I mean, honestly, Cheetah Bay and, and Mike Hilton, I think, have balled out this year, to be honest. And, and Jesse Bates and, 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 uh, and Bell, we just got that one – that one spot that we supposed to be filled by Trey Waynes and hasn't worked out so far. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's tough as well. And I think you've noticed the holes in your secondary. And I think that really just – look how bad you played when, you know, um, Bates wasn't there. I think that goes very well because he is the commander of that uh, defense. He is the quarterback. So seeing him out and the way the defense struggled, I think that's going to make him get paid. Yeah. Exactly. And the thing is, and actually, uh, let's see here. Nick brought this up here, and he said they're still being a fresh, uh, aggressive free agency. Love seeing that. And that, I agree with him. And they did that last year, too. Now it's out of necessity. But, I mean, I remember back in the day when, when we were getting hurt with linebackers, and I wish I could remember the guy's name, but he's a defensive end. And instead of going out trying to get somebody, we dropped our defensive end to play linebacker. <laughs> it didn't yeah, work out it- too good. Yeah, you, you guys have been, over the past two years, I think you spent $250 million in free agency, which is ridiculous because the only team that spent close to that, I think, recently is the Patriots, and they didn't spend anything uh, leading up to that. So you guys have been very, very aggressive in filling holes and making sure this is the best possible roster going forward. Exactly. Oliver here says, I had to read it a couple of times. I didn't know what you were talking about. He said, I got the same discraft bag. Very nice. That's my son's. <laughs> He, he is the uh, disc golfer. I, I went out and disc golfed with him, and I 
suck at it. I thought you, I thought you were saying Discord. I'm like, what are you talking about? Oh, Discord. I got you now. I got you. All right. So this whole week, everybody, and I'm tired of talking about, it, but I gotta get your opinion because everybody keeps talking about Zach Taylor and the play calling. You know, should have he should have he tried to get it closer. You know, than 49 and 50 yards or however far it was for Evan McPherson, who we actually drafted to make these kicks. That's my opinion about it. If he makes the field goal, it's not that big of a deal. What's your thoughts on the Bengals' offense? Because it, it is true that they are getting off to slow starts in the first half, and then they're coming around in the second half. What's your thoughts on the offense and Zach Taylor to play calling? Yeah, and that's a problem playing from behind because then you tend to make more mistakes. And then you've got a quarterback like Joe Burrow. He is a very all-or-nothing player. He is very safe with the ball. He does prioritize ball security, but you've seen in these late games, he has been throwing a couple picks. And I think that's just because he is trying to push the ball downfield a little bit hard. Mm-hmm. Now, Zach Taylor, the play calling for me has been so hot and cold and so confusing. Like sometimes you have, like in like in the Vikings game, four, fourth down, he, he was, it was like fourth and three, I think. Right, right. Joe Mixon run, picks it up. And you've gone for it very lot, early in the game times. on fourth yeah. down. A mm-hmm. lot of times. And then sometimes later in the game when you've got a fourth down and you're in enemy territory, he's not gone for it. So it is a little bit confusing. And I think you'll see one of the comments down there from Nick Stefan. Yes, he does need to take the reins off Joey. We saw this season, Joe played lights out, 60 mm-hmm. passing touchdowns. You will notice a majority of the time that LSU offense came out in empty sets. They let Joe Burrow see what he was looking at, and then go from there. And I think Zach Taylor needs to do that. We've seen it in some games where the Bengals come out in an empty set. Joe Burrow makes the adjustments he needs to do, but it's not happening enough. Uh, And and I think Zach Taylor trusts him completely, but I think he also knows how much of a competitor Joey Burrow is. Joe Burrow is not a guy. Look how much he's diving. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He's not a guy who likes to lose. So he's sometimes going to dial up plays out of I'm going to win now rather than maybe I should just throw like a, a five-yard rub route, get out mm-hmm. of bounds, save the clock sort of thing. So right. I, I think we'll have to see how the rest of the season plays out. I know Zach is very good at listening to what people say and not so much critics, but he will take in constructive criticism and feedback. So I think he, as the season goes on, he's going to get a bit more aggressive with his play call. And as he finally sees that, hey, Joe isn't fully healed yet. Right. But as he gets fully healed, hey, I couldn't run some more creative stuff because Joe is up to the challenge. Right, right. And the thing is, too, is uh, people have kind of said that they, they run empty a lot. And actually, that's the opposite. They've, they've ran under center, I think, percentage. I don't know what the percentage is off the top of my head. But they've ran under center more this year than they have empty. Now, that now the good thing about run empty is you make the, the defense, you spread them out, you make them declare, and it makes it easier for Joe to, to pick apart. They did that a lot last year. But last year, everybody was upset. We're going to get Joe killed. We're going to get Joe killed because, you know, we, we can't run the ball. Well, now he's trying to run the ball more, and it's working. I mean, Mixon, last week Mixon was, was injured, and he, he fought through his ankle injury. Piron, I think, had a pretty good game. So it's working. I, I think he needs to try to get a um, balance more of the spread and the run because it almost seems like that they're not biting on the play action for some reason because usually it seems like from what I've been listening – is that when he's under center, 90% of the time it's a run, you know, and he's he's in shotgun under spread and he's going to pass. That's where I think Zach might need to, to mix it up a little bit more. And the thing is, too, Joe can always audible out of everything. He has the ability to audible out of anything. So 
when people get mad at Zach Taylor for play calls, well, Joe okayed him, and he's going with it. He can always change it if he wants to. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, it, it, it's tough because I think he, in the back of his mind, even if it's a little bit subconsciously, he's like, shit, I don't want Joe to get – sorry, can I curse? No, you're fine. Go ahead. Okay, he's like, I don't, I don't want Joe to get hurt. And uh, that's very understandable. What happened to Joe last year was absolutely terrible. And, and mm-hmm. as a diehard LSU fan, that pained me to see. But you've got protection around him this year. You can, you don't need to risk him that much. But sometimes you're going to have to call these plays where Joe's going to have to learn to slide and get down. Yes, but you, yes. You're going to have to call these plays eventually. Yeah, exactly. And, and, that, and the, the, I'll tell you right now, when talking about Joe sliding, not sliding, when he took the hit, now where I sit in the end zone, I didn't see him get spun around like he did. I saw it later afterwards, but my heart jumped in, dropped into my stomach. I'm just like, yeah. And my son are like, they're like, get up, please, God, get up. I'm like, oh my God, don't do this again. Luckily, he bounced up and he was he seemed to be fine. Now I know they got he's got a throat issue and he's he's whispering now and everything seems to be okay. But that's where Joe, in my opinion, has got to walk that fine line of being competitive. And being smart, you know, you can go run for for, but you gotta get out. You, you can't take these hits. And then even if he slides, he still can take hits. But at least it's it's less chance of him getting hurt by him sliding. And at least hope they'll, they'll call a flag on him. Because let's be honest, how many late hits has Joe gotten the last two years? You know, where other guys would have gotten a flag thrown on him, and, and Joe hasn't gotten anything yet. Yeah, it, it's it doesn't matter if he injures himself going for a, a, a touchdown to push you in the playoffs if he then can't play in the playoffs. Right, can't play. Right, then we're screwed. <laughs> so he, he he has got to think about his health, but it's just who he is as a, as a player. He is a very, very um, tough guy. We've seen at LSU. He's been absolutely rocked at times. I remember a UCF player laid a hit on him, and I was like, oh, shit, Joe's hurt. <laughs> he took a minute, got up, and then the next couple plays, he was like, yeah, I'm not doing that again. So, um, <laughs> So, yeah, but but we know he's a tough guy. So it's just him, like you said, walking that fine line of making a play and winning right there and then, or maybe just, you know, taking a few yards and, and making a few extra plays to get into that end zone. Right, exactly. And just to let everybody know, you're watching Sports of Strawberry Ice. It's a YouTube channel. If you have not subscribed, please go to the subscription button, hit the subscription button and the bell for notification. Kieran from Kieran's Corner is on. He does uh, the full 10 yards podcast. He also you also write uh, for for them as well, don't you? Have uh, some uh, um, draft guide or something coming out soon? Yeah, so we just did a meeting about it today, but this is what we released last year, which was the uh, full ten yards uh, NFL draft guide. Every single player was in there, uh, from you know Osa Adigizuwa all the way to um, guys like Trevor Lawrence. So you're going to see this next year, and some players we're going to talk about later on. Um, that I will be scouting personally. So, uh, yeah, very excited to to get that started. And we should be doing American distribution this year. So hopefully oh, you guys you can, can – if you go down and find my Twitter, it's right there. And then you yep. can uh, follow us, follow up full 10 yards, and then you can go ahead and get a draft guide when it's ready. Yeah, I heard you had a really, really cool guy on there uh, like last week. I think his name, he goes by Iceman or something like that. He was, he was yeah, on the show. came on to talk about the Bengals, Bearcats. <laughs> Very fun episode. I heard he's crazy too. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's well, he see. Thought, he thought I was from Boston. Yeah, <laughs> that was wrong. That guy. All right, let's get back to the chat here, Nick. Uh, people hating on Zach are blind to the fact that he's really brought this team together and playing really hard for him. Yeah, exactly. And 
And the thing that I keep saying too about this is, again, it's a young team. You know, Zach, or Zach, Joe Burrow, Jackpot Joey Burrow, he's going to be hit playing his 16th game Sunday. He'll ha- actually have a full season. So he, he hasn't literally, literally has not played a full season yet. So there's stuff that he still hasn't seen yet, along with trying to recover from his knee injury, figuring out what he can do with his knee, what he can't do, you know, because everybody's like, well, he's not running around and making plays like, like he used to. Well, no, duh, he's coming back from fucking re- reconstructive knee surgery. Like, what do, you, what do you expect, you know? I mean, he's he not going to be. didn't realize this was a 12-month timetable. When right. the season started, he was only like eight and a half, nine months into the recovery. So Joe is not at 100% yet. But I agree with what Nick said. This team loves Zach. They yeah, play I... hard for him. And part of that is the connection him and Joe have. Joe makes that offense go. So the fact that him and Zach have so much trust in each other means that everyone who's on the field is going to trust Joe. They're going to trust Zach. Do your jobs and you will win games. Exactly. Everybody's talking about the baby Yoda. <laughs> in, my, in the background, yes, that's that's my, my, my daughter-in-law. Duchess Ice, that's that's her her Minnesota Wild jersey and and her baby Yoda. So, yeah, you, know, you, you borrow somebody's studio, this is what you get. So, yeah, see, there you go. There she is. <laughs> All right, let's see here. Uh, but, but, but Ira had something. Oh, yeah, here you go, Ira. Uh, I was very excited to see that the defensive tackle we acquired in the draft, but the acquisitions we have on the interior have been balling out this year. The defensive line, to me, has been a huge surprise of how much pressure they can get. And we and Duke Tobin, I've said this a couple of times on my show, Duke Tobin flat stole B.J. Hill. Flat stole him. Oh, 100%. The There's no way he should have been there. No. And he, they got it for Billy Price. <laughs> I don't know if Billy Price is even playing for the Giants anymore. I mean, it's ridiculous. It, it's crazy that you basically swapped a turnstool for an incredibly violent, disruptive player. It, it's right. ridiculous. And then right. you, you've got the guys on each edge, Hendrickson and Hubbard. Remember the other Hubbard. Hubbard. You've got these two guys on the side just bringing down so much force. We saw the sack they got off on Aaron Rodgers. He looked rattled, and that's Aaron Rodgers, man. So mm-hmm. you, you're going out there, and you're absolutely destroying people. And then you've obviously got Tyler Shelvin, Larry Oak, and Joby. You have so much talent. And just to put it in perspective as well, Tyler Shelvin, 380 pounds. He's not even, he hasn't gotten seen the field yet. That's that's the thing. Yeah. Yeah, but he's such a scary big man. He's and a then big dude. obviously Larry Ogan Joby's been balling. I love mm-hmm. the way he plays, and he's looked great for you guys when he's been on the field. So yeah, it, it, this team's so exciting, man. And even though I'm a Patriots fan, and I have to put up with annoying Patriots fans telling me that Mac Jones is the rookie of the year. By the way, he's fucking not. Um, <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Who, who, who do you think? Who do you think is going to be the rookie of the year? I, I think, I think, I think, I think, I think I know. But go ahead. Uno! <laughs> exactly. Man, I've been saying since before he was drafted, he is undoubtedly going to be rookie of the year, whatever team he goes to. I said it when I had Jeremy, Bengal captain, on my podcast. Look, you need to get Jamar Chase, get linemen later. You can get linemen wherever you want in the draft. The linemen are all about coaching. You are going out in Jamar Chase and getting an absolute generational talent. And I said he's going to win rookie of the week, rookie of the month, and rookie of the year repeatedly throughout the year. Right, and he, he's gone ahead and done that. I've never seen a talent like him. Oh, dude, he, he's on pace. He's he's doing Randy Randy Moss stuff. I mean, he's on pace with Randy Moss. I mean, that tells you anything. Randy Moss 
in my opinion, is one of the greatest wide receivers ever. You know, and who, I, and who did that last year? Um, Justin Jefferson, another not, LSU product. And well, see, that's the only problem with Justin Jefferson is he didn't come to the Bengals like everybody else. You know, this is this is LSU more. Oh, if, if you had Chase and then oh. Jefferson <laughs> in the slot, are you fucking kidding? How often to be put up fifty points a game? Oh. Well, that's the that's one of the, the complaints people have about the offense right now that we're not putting up thirty, which I'm kind of with them. We should be, you know. And I, I think a lot of it, like I said, has to do with Burrow coming back, not playing a full year, yada yada yada. And and it's I still think Zach I, he's aggressive, but I think a lot of it is he's still trying to protect Joe from Joe, you know. I I really do think that has a lot to do with the play calling and stuff like that. And people have said, well. We should take a play call away from Zach Taylor and give it to Brian Callahan. I'm like, okay. Um, how Zach many Taylor games is Brian- a much better offensive play call than Brian? Yeah, so how many, Cal- how many games? Honest. Yeah, how many games is Callahan called? I mean, that that's just making a move because well, he's got to be better. I'm like, really? I mean, I, I, I've said I've said it before my show. I I compare it to everybody who was against Andy Dalton when he was the Bengals quarterback. We've got to get a better quarterback. I said, okay, who who are you going to get? We're we're drafting at the end of the draft. The franchise quarterbacks aren't there, you know? So, like... People are forgetting. You guys went to the playoffs five years in a row. So, it's not mm-hmm. like you've exactly been picking first every single year. Right. I mean, the last couple of years since, since that has been, been kind of rough. But this year so far, I think we are exactly... Honestly, to, not to toot my own horn, but toot, toot, we're exactly where I said we'd be. I said we'd be 3-2, and two, and, and I got it on here somewhere. Actually, I'll get it on, on this computer or not. But I said we'd be 3-2. and two. I only thing I got wrong is I flip flopped. Uh, I thought we lose to the Squealers and then we beat the uh, Bears. Is this it? Let me see. And we'll bring it up. Nope, that's before schedule. I got it on here. So, all right. Uh, come on. There it is. But you see, so I, I'm exactly where I thought we'd be. You know, you just mm-hmm. flip flop the Bears and the Steelers. So I'm pretty happy with where we're at. You know, I mean, I have us in the next uh, road trip here. I got us, go, you know, win, winning against Detroit, losing against the Raptors, and beating the Jets. I hopefully we'll win all three of them. But if, if I'm, if they get anywhere close to what I what I said here, I said eleven and six. So I mean, eleven and six. Karen, we're going to playoffs at eleven and six, and that's on the that's the pace we're on right now. And no doubt in the toughest division in football right now. Right. Exactly. So I mean, because nah, the Bengals. Uh, it's the Bengals, Browns, and Ravens are two top – they're three top ten teams. Let's be real, they are, despite the Ravens, you know, being slow starters and having to play from behind. Those are three top ten teams. So you're in this massive division, and it's going to be great. I hope the Squealers finish bottom because everyone hates them. Um, yes. So you are in the toughest division in football. And even if you have to eke out a wild card spot and you may be struggling in the playoffs this year, look how good you're going to be next year. Because essentially, Joe Burrow is playing his rookie year again. Yep, he's playing hurt, uh, uh, and next year it's going to be <laughs> disgusting. Right, and that, that's uh, I guess everybody kept saying at the beginning of the year of the year is like, "Hey guys, uh, this year is just a re- not real year, but you know, a uh, 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 get better year." And I'm like, you know what? Honestly, I think we got a shot at the playoffs next. Year, I know we got a shot at the playoffs. So let's see. All right, I, I was blowing it up here. Love love the comments here. Okay, uh, do you think we need to run more 
three set wide receivers, I think, carrying our vertical threat. Our zone, our zone run blocking perf- is perfect. What's your thoughts on the three wide? Uh, yeah, that works because you've got probably the best wide receiver core in the AFC right now. I, I mean, look at the guys you've got, Boyd, Higgins, Chase. You've got incredible guys, and even guys like Trent and Owen who can just come out and make a snag on third down because Joe yeah, has yeah, chemistry yeah. with third, everyone. Third, yeah, make a crucial third down catch. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's ridiculous. So the fact, but the problem is for other teams playing you, you can't cover everyone. There's no way you can double Jamar, Boyd, Higgins, then Uzama if he's on the field as well. You can't double every... Exactly. You can't double all these guys. So the passing attack is crazy. And I I see Ira as well mentioned about um, uh, Joe Mixon with like his own run blocking and stuff. People right. don't realize this about Joe Mixon because he is so fast downhill. He has incredibly fluid hips, and you can get him on gap schemes, and he can dart side to side really fast. So if you run some like gap schemes and some like that, he's going to find a hole and go. Even if it's only five yards, that is five right. yards closer to the first down. That is five yards less Joe Burrow has to throw the ball. That is five yards less that, you know, if P. Ryan or Evans come in, they have to make. So right. Right. It, it, the offense, once it gets humming, because I still don't think your okay. offense is at it's, full force. Well, and that's the thing too. That's where I keep trying to, because I try to be, I try to be optimistic. Because to me, there's so many negative people here, especially on the radio in Cincinnati. It's their thing. I know it gets people calling in, but I just, I can't. I get tired of it sometimes. The, the Bengals are three and two. Our defense has played way better than we thought thought they were. Our offense has played nowhere, honestly, nowhere close to what we thought they were. We're a third of the way of the season through, somewhere around there. We got a long ways to go. This offense could be cooking by the time we get to, to December and he'll be rolling into January into playoffs. We'll, we'll see. Um, notice how big that media narrative has flipped. Notice how the media yes. notice how the media in preseason was hating on the Bengals. Yep. They're not yep. gonna do much. This is still another building year. To everyone being like Kay Adams, I will give a shout out to Kay Adams wearing her, her Cincinnati gear every yep. single morning. She's we said her some Jackpot Joey stuff. I wish she'll, she'll wear that on the show sometime. But go ahead. Yeah, you guys are killing it. She, and I, yes. Like you guys can not be, you guys could be as obnoxious as you want right now <laughs> because you've earned that right. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I agree with you. I mean, and that's kind of where I've been out on my show. I'm like, everybody keeps not, and like I keep talking about this big chip I have on my shoulder, which I do. I'm a Cincinnati sports fan. I got a chip because they're always knocking us down. They're always not. You guys, you guys are terrible. Your owner's terrible. This, that. I want. Oh yeah. Well, we just went toe-to-toe with the Green Bay freaking Packers. We kick a damn field goal, we win. <laughs> like you, so, you missed yeah. you missed more than one field goal. So you Yeah. I mean they missed a couple too. Yeah. But still, the score being what it was, and you right. went, you took Aaron fucking Rodgers to overtime. overtime. We know every single season Aaron Rodgers has one terrible game where he just shits the bed. And he already did that in week one. Aaron Rodgers played the lights out, and you still took it to the wire. And, and two interceptions from Joe, that sucks, but he's still learning. Yeah. yeah he's still, he's still, he's going to make those, uh, hopefully less and less. Uh, Blackthorn says, personally, I think we need to throw more to the tight ends on first and second. The thing is, this offense really, I mean, I agree with that, but this offense isn't set up to throw to the tight ends. The, the, the tight ends are mostly uh, the fifth read, 
you know, or blocking. That's just the way the the the, the offense is set up. But I do agree that I would like to get CJ some more touches. I, I really do think CJ, ooh, Zama, is a better player than people give him credit for. To be honest. He's been hurt so much as well that you haven't really been able to see him at his true potential. And now he's got a guy like Joe Burrow. We saw the touchdowns he had um, a couple weeks ago. He's clearly a he's fast, bro. Like, I don't think people yeah. understand how fucking fast he is for a tight end. He's killing it. So, so, but Joe's got chemistry with him now. So we've seen yes. Joe make some nice well, throws to him. That's what I liked last year. And that's where I was, I was like, man, I, I know he only played three games. But I can see right out the bat that CJ and, and, and Joe had had something going on there. You know, that that was his his his, his read. You know, his his, his hot read was he go find CJ and, and get it off to him. So and I know again, I know it was only three games, but well, you look at the when the game's been on the line, the Minnesota game, the 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 Jaguar game, who's the guy went to to make the play to, to get the uh, in the position for the game winning field goal? It was CJ. Yeah. So you know they, they have that already and Joe is completely confident in him, so I do. I, I do like to see them use it more. But there's so much we haven't even got even got to use uh, Chris Evans yet, you know. And with Mixon maybe not playing to full uh, potential and Piron being on the uh, COVID list, maybe Chris Evans will be able to get some uh, more playing time. I was kind of hoping they would unveil him a little bit more in the Green Bay game because I think he can be utilized a lot on bubble screens, split him out wide. Right, he's a bruiser as well. He loves yeah. contact. Yeah, he's just running. I mean, I think he, he can make plays, and he can catch. He's got hands. So that's another thing that they have not even even touched yet. So we'll see. Let's get into my number three in the country, Cincinnati Bearcats. Now, they are taking on Central Florida uh, this Saturday. And you and me were talking off air. And I had a couple haters, I'll say this, at work, um, said that if you see – was in the SEC, they would get smoked. I said, you're crazier in hell. I said, we can play with Alabama. We can play with Georgia. We proved we could play with Georgia last year. I'm not saying we'd win, but we can play with them. We're not getting smoked. It's not going to happen. What's your thoughts on UC and where they're at right now? UC is the best non-Power 5 team in the country. That, like that. Let's make no mistake. The talent on that team is ridiculous. Desmond Ritter has replaced his arm with a freaking howitzer. <laughs> Alex Pierce is the new Julian Edelman. Uh, and yes. Source Gardner is probably the second best, well, the first best corner in the country now, now right. that Stingley is inactive. Right, right. Source is ridiculous. He's never given up a touchdown, like you said off air. And he scored three. He scored three. <laughs> given up one. Who's done that, bro? Right. Sauce. That's it. Look. My boy Doggy, he even he becomes he's even defended us. And like I said, uh, Georgia fans were coming at me uh, last year. Doggy's st- still uh, still with me, and he and I, he agrees. I'm not saying we beat Georgia. I have no idea. I want to find out. And one thing I'll, I'll put it to you this way too is is people say, well, in the SEC it, it, the the schedule is a gauntlet, and I agree, it is. It's it, their schedule is better than ours. But I put it to people like this: we. And I say we, I went to the school, I live and die, I say we. We have to win every single game, and we have to blow everybody out. Because if we blow everybody out, I don't see how they can keep us out. But that's the thing is we have to blow them out. You know, Alabama Alabama can go lose to 
Right. Yeah, Alabama can go lose to a two-loss uh, non-ranked team and only drop a couple spots. UC did that. They damn near drop us out of the top 25. So that's what I'm saying. Yes, the competition is better in the SEC, but the pressure and what UC has to do to accomplish what they want is ridiculous. Yeah, and, and Cincinnati Bearcats, people are not realizing how much talent they have because of the conference they're in. But look at, what, three, four years ago, UCF went undefeated. Why can't you guys go undefeated? I know right. the college football playoffs are kind of skewed towards the bigger teams. I mean, look at the rules that were bent last year just to make Ohio State get in just so they could get the shit kicked out of them, um, <laughs> which was beautiful to watch, by the way. I'm an Ohio State hater. Um, yes, you are. <laughs> so, all, all, yeah, I agree with um, Go Dogs there. You see, Bandy should trade conferences, but that's the right. big thing now. You guys are in the Big 12. Uh, uh, the problem is because you are a smaller school in terms of the conference you're in, it's like you guys are playing in the junior college rankings in the fact that you're you, you're judged on a point spread. So now is not the time for mercy rules. Now is not the time to make friends. You need mm-hmm. to blow everyone out of the water. And I'm so happy that you beat Indiana because they have the most disrespectful oh. fans in college football there. Yeah, tipping tables over, spilling UC fans. That was ridiculous, spitting dude. on UC I, fans. I saw, I saw that on Twitter. Some, some random Indiana fans, a Bearcat fan, were just setting up his table, minding his own business, ran across the street and flipped their damn tables. They were like, "What the hell?" Like, dude, we never do that. And, and, and then they're spitting on fans. people. We're in the middle yeah, of a fucking pandemic right now, right? And you think yeah. it's acceptable to spit on people? Disgusting behavior. And, and they're you, Indiana. They're not. I mean, historically, they suck in football. Yeah, so so they're getting rowdy and jumped up over nothing, um, right? And then you see just handled them, and it was beautiful because you could see how upset the Indiana fans it was. And you know, I love watching um, people get upset when they think their team is the shit. And right. uh, the UGA exactly. Go Dogs comment: Hey, that you guys might fall out if you uh, see win that game. <laughs> we'll find out. Uh, get back to Tim's comment here. See, he likes my hat. This is uh, the Jackpot Joey hat. Uh, you can buy them at uh, jackpotjoey9.com, and portions of the proceeds go to the Joe Burrow Hunger Relief Foundation. So we got hats. We got uh, T-shirts. Uh, they're the dry fit long sleeve shirts. We got hoodies. Uh, we got little towels, all kinds of stuff. So check it out, jackpotjoey9.com. Now let's get to uh, Doggy here. Now Doggy and Georgia are playing Kentucky. Now. I had somebody, again, tell me that Kentucky would whoop our ass. Bro, Kentucky is shit. They're a basketball school. What's Thank you. you. Thank What's you. you mean, bro? I think you're crazy. I said, no, no, you're not whooping our ass. They, that, that's why I can't. Look, you hate Ohio State fans. I cannot stand Kentucky fans. They, they get one win. They need to take helmets off and take a good <laughs> fucking look at themselves because they're jumped up. <laughs> they get one win. Finally, they finally beat Florida. For the first time at home since 1986. Oh, my God. We, we crushed the Bearcats. Okay. Did you guys see us play Georgia last year? I know I keep going back to that. But we played Georgia last year. Georgia is number one in the country this year. Yes, it's a different team. A lot of the same guys are still there. We have a lot of the same guys. We can play with Georgia. I don't know if we're going to beat them. But I'm pretty damn sure we can beat Kentucky. I'm not going to say we're going to blow them out. But we can beat Kentucky. They're, they're not going to blow us out. I'll just put it that way. Yeah, and... Like I said, they are fucking jumped up right now, and I right. hate it because 
They, they beat LSU, sure. But not only are we missing half our bloody team, we're terrible this year. We're just not a good team. So they got all, <laughs> oh, we're so good. Like, Brides, you are only in the SEC because you are good at basketball. And when it yeah. comes to basketball, I will tell them, you rock, man. You yeah. rock. But right. when it comes to football, you guys fucking suck. <laughs> You've had some good players in the past, but don't be coming in my mentions on Twitter saying, oh, you got manhandled. Kentucky are one of the best teams Jack in the by country. Jackpot Joey, baby. We're going to win the Super Bowl this year. Jackpot Joey. Jackpot Joey. Let's go. Okay. I, had some, I had some random fan running here. And, and when we and when we, when we we look at it, Kentucky, if they play – I still have an I, idiot. If, if, if Kentucky play Alabama, they get battered. If yep. they play Georgia, they get battered. If they play any team in the top 10 right now, they are going to get the shit kicked out of them. And they're going to have to call an ambulance, take them to the hospital. And the only way they're going to get better is if they start watching <laughs> basketball highlights to remember them that, okay, their school is actually worth a damn sometimes, but not when it comes to football. Right, right. Exactly, exactly. And uh, there was something I was going to bring up with the- to follow up your comment, but then my son came in and <laughs> to do something silly. I completely lost my train of thought. But uh, let's get to uh, the doggy's comments here. He said, uh, "Actually, UC is the only team to play Georgia at full health, and which is true. They had they had guys who were going to the NFL that didn't that didn't play, and then they, they said they still have five five starters that are still out. Now I have a question, and I have I have, I have and I'm not trying to talk about Georgia and Kentucky later, but I watched Georgia last week." And they have a different quarterback again because last year all the Georgia fans kept telling me TJ was going to kill us, you know. Well, now he's apparently not the quarterback now. What what happened there? He, you're the college football expert. expert. He fucking sucked in this. <laughs> he just wasn't good. Like uh, there's obviously some tension uh, between JT was it JT Daniels and the head coach? Yeah, JT uh, Daniels. Sorry, yeah, yeah. So that. I feel like there's maybe some tension there, but but also they've got better guys on the team. Um, <laughs> I know he's hurt, but he, you know, he didn't look great in the spring game either. So, you know, it, 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 it's a it's a tough situation. And the crazy thing is, Georgia is the best team in college football right now. And I know Go Dogs is going to get very, very, very happy with that comment, but they are they are better than Alabama right now. They've proven that. Mm-hmm. Alabama's loss to AM doesn't mean a great deal because AM is a great squad. But I don't see any way the dogs don't win the national championship this year. That defense, right? Bryce Young was on an absolute tear, killing dudes. And then Georgia just said, No, 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 not against us, buddy. And they just they just shut people down. And that Georgia defense might be the best defense we've seen in college football in the last few years. So one thing I, I saw this while you're talking talk about this. Let's say it's most like most likely scenario: Georgia and Alabama beat the SEC title game. Say say Georgia beats Alabama, so that'll make Alabama have two losses. Yeah. Do you think I still for some I I could still see them putting Alabama in just because it's freaking Alabama? That would yeah, piss me off, that, but I could see that happening. There's SEC bias as well. People forget about that. And I, I see Go Dogs comment. I like Stetson Bennett a lot more than uh, JT Daniels. And that's just like a personal thing. I like right. the way he plays the ball the ball a bit better. He has a lot more experience in terms of how long he's been in the system. So I do think he is a better quarterback. But JT Daniels has that X factor. Like he, right. he, he, he could be a Sunday guy. I just like what Stetson Bennett does do. He's a lot safer with the ball. His ball security is a lot better. And he, he takes risks when he needs to. But 
He's just not as flashy, which I understand. Right. Flashy right. is fun. There's a lot of quarterbacks now that are very, very flashy and they get very exciting. Look at Patrick Mahomes, Justin Herbert, Lamar Jackson. Stetson is just a way safer guy. And when you've got a defense that's this fucking good, you don't need a flashy right. guy who's going to come in and throw bombs all game. You've got look, Stetson Bennett this year, eight touchdowns, two picks, 700 yards. He's, he's third in the country in yards. Uh, and he's very low down in um, terms of like interceptions and stuff. His quarterback rating is really high, but that doesn't really matter either. Stetson is just a safer guy to go forward with at this point when you've got a defense that's that good. Look, right. JT would, you'd still be in the same position with JT. He might have more touchdowns, but he would also have more interceptions. Right. Uh, and games would be a little bit, little harder for Georgia. But the fact of the matter is, we shouldn't be talking about Georgia's quarterback right now. We should be talking about their defense. Right. Because I think Go Dogs will definitely agree with me. You have the best defense in college football right now. They are undoubtedly the best defense oh, in college they're football. Ridiculous. They're yeah. the best team in college football right now. And even if Alabama somehow takes another loss and squeaks into the playoffs, I think Georgia will handle them. They'll definitely, um, you know, they'll definitely handle them if they come across them at any so point how do you, this year. How do you compare Georgia's uh, defense to UC's defense? How, how what, what what do you think the, the comparisons are like NFL wise and just, just the way they're playing right now? Georgia has a lot more guys who are going to play on Sunday. That's mm -hmm. just like without a doubt, but that that's that's straight down to recruiting. All right. Um, oh, yeah. I liked Cincinnati's defense a lot more last year when you had Marcus Freeman as your defensive mm -hmm. coordinator. Right. He was obviously lured away to Notre Dame because that's a massive opportunity, so I'm not going right. to hit on him. Dude still no. lives in Cincinnati, just for the record. He goes right. to work in South Bend. <laughs> oh. And we lost him. <laughs> Hopefully, Kieran will be able to jump back on. But um, I another thing I wanted to bring up to him, and hopefully he can get back on here, is uh, the rumors of LSU's coach uh, most likely getting uh, fired. Um, and uh, the, it's already going to start the rumors of Luke going down to LSU. This one actually – for me, scares me more than probably any of them right now. Um, reason being, uh, LSU is a way of life down there. Uh, you would own the entire state. Um, recruiting, if you can recruit this good in Cincinnati, just say how good you recruit at LSU. Downside to it, oh, also they can pay more money. Downside to it, I think with UC moving into the Big 12, that you have a better shot of winning a national championship because you're in the Big 12 and you don't have to fight the gauntlet of the SEC. So that's my my uh, my thoughts on it. Hang on a second here. Ah, power cut out. Wow, he lost, oh, he lost his power. Well, that's not good. But he's probably not coming back on. <laughs> so there's a power outage over in Kentucky where, where Kieran works. So anyway, um, let's see here. What are comments we got here real quick before I'm going to jump on off of here? Uh, Desmond Ritter, for I, that's, I want to ask Kieran about his thoughts on, on Des, too. Because I'll put you this way. I think Des right now, right now a lot of people have him at third uh, in the Heisman Trophy uh, race. I love that he got on uh, SV, SVP the other night. And it wasn't for a game. It wasn't for it just a straight interview for him to give him a, a, you know, his chances for the – 
Heisman. I think that he has to um, – let's see here. Karen's back. Hey, buddy, what's up? Power uh, went out. <laughs> That's all right. It's a live um, show, brother. Live show. Yeah, I, I was talking about the uh, Georgia defense. Yes. Um, they are absolutely amazing. Uh, and, and in terms of personnel, yes, they absolutely outweigh Cincinnati's defense 10 to 1. Their, their personnel is just a million times better. But like I said, that's just it's just down to recruiting. That, that's, right. that's all it is at that point. But the Cincinnati defense, they drill fundamentals very well and their defensive coordinator knows what he's doing. So they can hang with offenses that should really just you know, bomb on them, but, right. but they don't. They don't do that. And I see Dog's comment there. Yes, Desmond Ritter for Heisman. Yeah, I was just talking about that while you while you were gone. What's your, what's your thoughts on that? Yeah, I, I think he definitely has the stones for it. He he's um he's one hundred percent. The guy's got minerals, so I li- I like what he's doing out there. And he's I don't want to say Patrick Mahomes esque because I like uh, hate comparing players like yeah. that. But, but he does have that sort of X factor to him. He's got an absolute bomb of an arm. Like he can just launch balls downfield. Uh, and he's not scared to do that. The only thing that I think he needs to work on a little bit of mechanics, but that will come when he makes it to the NFL. And if anyone's watching that's in the Cincinnati area and you have a kid that plays football, contact me. I will help your kid work on mechanics. I am a scout. That's what I do. But I also coach. So if you have a, a son or a daughter that plays football and you need some pointers on their throwing, their catching, anything, hit me up. There you go. And don't don't think he comes from Boston. He's not from Boston. <laughs> yeah, <I'm> wicked. <laughs> wicked awesome. But yeah, one thing about this real quick, and I said this on your podcast uh, last week, the one thing I think Des needs to work on is getting off to better starts. Because second half, he's freaking rolling. You know? First half, he overthrows guys or underthrows them or he's just, he doesn't have the touch. There's always something. And for the Bearcats, when they get into the big bowl game, whatever it is, college football playoffs, big bowl game, whatever it is, and they play a, a better ranked opponent, Desmond needs to get off to a legit start. He needs and to I go think out he's getting up a bit earlier, I think. I think that's literally all it is. It's a bit time to get loose which you know happens to a lot of players but he won't be able to afford to take that extra time to get loose when it comes to a big opponent or a bowl game so 100% maybe just if he goes out like like Joe does Joe's been working out more because he needs to keep his knee loose right right maybe just get him out there a little bit earlier maybe more than half an hour earlier just go out there an hour earlier get loose (laughs) get used to what your arm's doing get some guys running some routes and I guarantee you he will start a lot quicker all right, the other thing I wanted to bring up before I let you go here is uh, your favorite college, LSU, is rumored to be getting rid of, of their coach. And I got to be honest, this one scares me because first name comes up, it's going to be Luke Fickle. Um, LSU owns the state of Louisiana. If he can recruit as good as he is since then, just think how good he can recruit at LSU. I don't know. I, what, what's your thoughts? I mean, I, I hope he doesn't leave, but – We've had we've had some names thrown out there. Lane Kiffin is one. It's not an idea I hate. Luke Fickle's the idea that I love the most. Some dickhead told me Urban Meyer, and if that was the case, I just wouldn't. Yeah, I heard that one after what he just went through. Like I said, the Patriots are my team. I love Cincinnati, but LSU is my religion. More people in the state of Louisiana, especially watch LSU football than they do go to church. So (laughs) the fact that 
if we got Urban Meyer, I, I don't think I could do it. The dude's a complete scumbag. He's a, <laughs> he, I don't care if anyone in this chat is, is a fan of Urban Meyer. He's a complete scumbag. He, he just let, you know, I don't want a guy at my school who's going to sweep domestic violence allegations under the rug because he's friends with the guy. I don't want a guy who's going to go ahead and hire a coordinator or a quality control expert who's known for being racist and then has to be fired because of backlash. If I have my way... Luke Fickle, and then he poaches. He poaches. Um, what's his face? Marcus Freeman from Notre Dame. We maybe oh, pull Joe Brady back, or, or, or another one of these whiz kid offensive well, coordinators. What do you think? What do you think? Well, speaking of Joe Brady, what do you think about Joe Brady coming back and being being the the, the head coach there at LSU? Because I mean, that would be the national championship, and he him and Burrow and everything. You know, what, what about that that idea? I don't think he's quite ready for a head coaching spot yet. Whether it's the experience or the connections, because that's two things you've got to have to be a good head coach is you've got to have right. experience. But as we know in all walks of life, it's not who you know. It's not, no, sorry, it's not what you know, it's who you know. So I would love Joe Brady to come back, but at this juncture, it would have to be as an offensive coordinator and not a head coach for me to be happy right. with the hiring. He might prove me wrong. And if we do hire him as a head coach, I do hope we prove him wrong. But I think now it's just a couple years too early for him. Um, fingers crossed that if we got Fickle, brought Joe Brady back, and Marcus Freeman, I am telling you right now, Max Johnson is one of the best quarterbacks in college football right now. Make no mistake. Now, I know his stats are slightly inflated because he has to throw the ball 60 fucking times a game, but he, he's incredibly, incredibly talented. So, that, look, that's the dream because with those guys, I think Max Johnson would just elevate oh, and, and be a Heisman that, that, candidate. That's that's your dream. That's not my dream. I, I, I want Luke to stay here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I think for Cincinnati, it makes the most sense for Luke to stay. Right. I think I think Luke probably will stay because of what he's built. He's building legacy at this point. Yeah, the thing, and that's the thing too, is, is if you're not in it for the money, which I mean, look, if anybody ever gets mad at anybody for taking a job because of an extraordinary amount of money, you're freaking nuts. I mean, anybody would do it. If you're getting you know, $60, 70000000 million or however, $100 million or whatever it is, yeah, hell yeah, I do it too. And I love Cincinnati. I go down there. I mean, it, it's money that – it's life-changing money. It's hard to say no to that. We need um, to give him a blank check. The, the <laughs> Louisiana State University, even though it's a state university, so they're non-profit, they make a lot of fucking money, guy. We we sell out <laughs> we sell out 100K tickets almost yeah. every, every single week. So – it, and if we got fickle, can you imagine the LSU to Cincinnati Bengals pipeline then? Oh, yeah. It's pretty good now. I mean, I'll, I'll take it now. I mean, like I said, let's just leave fickle where he's at. I, I like him where he's at. You've got to- but, like, the thing is, like, I'll, say, I'll say this off air. This, this, this is my fear. Like, you know, 10, 15 years ago, we, we were getting into the Big East. And I'm like, all right, because we were an okay football school. We were more of a basketball school then. And I kept hearing, well, Bob Huggins wouldn't do this in, in a better conference. Yada, yada, yada. I was like, all right, we're about to find out. Then they fired him. Crap. <laughs> so we couldn't find out. And now I keep hearing all this crap about my football team. And we're about to go into the Big 12 here in a year or two. Hopefully Fickle will still be here with us. Now, the thing is, I, I know you said that they might go next year. I've heard it's more of 2023. And I actually for 2023 because next year we're losing a lot of guys off of this team. So it might take a year to kind of – get them back to where we are this year, hopefully rolling into the Big 12. So that's where I'm kind of like, I'm okay if we don't start off in the Big 12 next year. 2023 is, I think, a better year for UC to go in there and establish. 
I'm going to go in there and establish dominance. I mean, to be honest, right now, we, we well, would be the highest ranked team in the Big 12 right now. Especially with uh, Texas and uh, Oklahoma leaving to join the yeah. SEC, which I think bad news for them. What? Okay, I got a question. Bro. I, don't, I don't understand. I mean, okay, I get it's money. I understand. But they're not taking every every team. Like Texas and Oklahoma may never win another national championship. I mean, they, yeah, they, 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 it's they are. Hard. They're, they're struggling in the Big 12. They're going to be big, big, uh, small fish in a, a big pond rather than right. being big fish in a small pond. With, you know, there's talent in the Big 12. Of course there is. It's, it's, it's a power five conference. But, you know, when you're going up against, what, Kansas and TCU every week, that's, right. dif- that's different mustard from playing Alabama, Georgia, LSU sometimes. It, it's it's completely different, and I, I don't think they know what they're getting into. But they know they're going to make hundreds of millions of yeah, dollars. It's, it's a money grab. That's all they got. I mean, because the thing is, Texas and Oklahoma, if they have an undefeated season, they can walk into the the college football playoffs. They're going to take some, and that's the thing is too, they're not going to take four teams from the SEC. If they are, then the other other conferences will just say, "Forget you. We'll go start our own thing." This is stupid. Why would why would we? put money into this and we don't get anything out of it having our schools in there. So that's what the big 12 always gets it. It's been Oklahoma the last couple of years, but that's the thing. They're getting up and they're, like I said, they're basically walking into the college football playoffs every year. Yes. They keep getting their ass kicked, but they're still getting in there. You know? So that's where I'm kind of like, I don't know. Again, I know why it's money, but if you're going to go there and you're, you're going to struggle and you're not going to be as good as you were or as dominant as you were, which Texas Let's be honest. Texas hasn't been good since Mac Jones left. I mean, that's they haven't been a good football team since then. They've went through what third different the Sarks their third different coach since since uh, Mac left. Yeah, yeah, they got Steve Sarkeesian went to sort of he went to Alabama and he did like the Saban rehab sort of thing that we see right, for college right. football coaches. And I think he was an offensive quality control expert, worked as offensive coordinator a little bit. And he's done bits at Texas with what he has, but the re- the recruiting isn't there. So uh, he could be good. Like, I'm going to give – like, I'm a guy who gives every coach three years. I think, especially in college, you need to have three years to get your guys in. Yeah, We've seen it happen at UCLA. They've been on a kind of a tear. Um, now all of his guys are in, but, yeah, it's, it's very – college football landscape is very tough and it's very unforgiving. Yeah. I bet that that is true. I mean, you're you're you got to win quick, especially in Texas, because Texas are. It's, you say everybody goes to to LSU football games more than they go to church. I'm, it's the same thing in Texas with with University of Texas. So yeah, that, I mean, they're it, unlucky though. They got the split because there is a lot of A and M fans there. There is, is three or four Texas Tech fans. There's three or four. Uh, there's a <laughs> there's a handful of TCU fans. So they have the split between a right. lot of super super uh, like talented people uh like super super talented teams so it's it's really tough for them and it's tough for their recruiting so texas puts themselves in a better position in terms of recruiting with the sec because we know there is an sec bias and we know there is problems uh you know the, the sec it's hard to compete with them in recruiting so we know going through those um you know, it, it's tough, but I think the SEC is a bad move for them in terms of football, but he's a good move for them in terms of money and recruiting. Exactly, exactly. All right, man. Well, it's uh, 
almost 6.30. This has been an absolute blast. We definitely want to do this again because your, your knowledge of college football is awesome. I definitely want to get you back on when we get rolling farther into uh, the college football season, especially when the college football playoff uh, uh, rankings coming out, see where my Bearcats are at. And it's going to be a lot of fun. Tell everybody about your podcasts, your books, your articles, all that stuff. Yeah, we're on all major podcast platforms, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Podcast Republic, all of those good things. Just type in full 10 yards, you'll be able to find us. My show goes live. We're based on UK time because we're a UK-based outfit. So if you can deal with funny accents, you, you can come and find us. But we're dude, on- seriously, you're from Boston. We are. You're from Boston. <laughs> we're we're at- <laughs> We're at Full 10 Yards on Twitter and at Full 10 Yards CFB. That's where you can find the college football stuff. Head over to our website, full10yards.com. We are bringing out the draft guide soon. We've got season guides, but we also have a ton of good articles to keep you informed on the NFL college football, betting, and even fantasy. And then you can find me, my my app's right there, at the Himbo F10Y. Come over, have a conversation with us. Uh, and then if you find my podcast, it comes out at 1 a.m. every single Sunday. It's the, the Sky Sports wrap-up. I wrap up the, the Sky Sports games that aired in the UK. But I also talk about all the other games, and I get to talk about Jackpot, Joey. Yeah, baby! So, I, I got I to get you a hat so you, so you can wear it. I got to get your hat. Yeah, so well, I, I, I'm over on West Side, so I don't think I'm too far I away. I knew I liked you for a reason! <laughs> yeah! I live just up by Oak Hills, so I'm probably oh, not too hell, far dude, from you're, you. You're about you're, hell. I'm like five minutes from you, probably. <laughs> oh, sweet, sweet, sweet. So yeah, I'll, I'll come get a hat soon. But yeah, there you go, brother. There you go, go. Go over, find our socials. We are always active. If you comment on our posts, we are going to talk to you because we love interacting with people. So go ahead over there now. But obviously, follow me first. I'm the most fun person, and you can see me on Halloween. I'll be wearing a French maid's outfit, so that will be fun Ooh. for you guys. I might have to come over and just check that out. <laughs> Karen, what? What are you doing, man? You'll be in there. Hey, let's go. Let's have a bloody shot. I'm like, all right, let's go. Yeah. <laughs> Which we- actually, we need to do that. I'm gonna you're you're gonna uh, educate me on on uh, European football. I we call it soccer, but because I don't know crap about ne- it to be honest. Ne- next year's the World Cup, so I'll get you singing all the England songs. But I think before then, we should go to the English pub up near Pleasant Ridge, and we should get really fucking drunk. Yeah, let's <laughs> go. That'd be a fun weekend. <laughs> All right, brother. I appreciate you. We definitely have to do this again. Take it easy. Take it easy, guys. See ya. All right, guys. I hope you guys enjoyed that as much as I did. I did. If I can talk, Kieran is awesome. Please go check out his podcast, The Full Ten Yards. He's awesome. He's. I mean, seriously, he's very educated. He knows what he's talking about with football, pro football, college football, everything. He he knows his stuff. So. Go check him out. Give him a follow on Twitter. It's uh, Kieran's Corner. And that's the, the name of the the app was whatever it was at the bottom of the screen. I don't remember what it is. But look up Kieran's Corner and you'll be able to find it. Now let me thank all the Facebook groups that let me live stream. You got Hootay Nation, Hootay Legion, Cincinnati Reds, Ryan Third, Heading for Home, Bearcat Ruckus, Bearcat Country, the Ohio State Bucknuts, Nice Bar. They follow me on all my social media platforms, all under Sports with Strawberry Ice. I'm on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. Twitter handle is at Jeff A. Turnable. TikTok is at Iceman90. You find all of them by just looking up Sports with Strawberry Ice. I'll be pulling a sound off later on, so if you missed anything that Kieran said or I said, check out the podcast. It's on Beanpod, Spotify, Apple iTunes, uh, Google Play, Stitcher, pretty much wherever you get your podcast. Please make sure... You rate, like, and review. Give me a five-star review. I would greatly appreciate it. Leave a comment. 
so more people can find, more say people can find my podcast. YouTubers, we're at 1,393 subscribers. That is awesome. I appreciate every single one of you guys. And if you haven't, if you missed the show, you can watch it back on YouTube or you can listen to the podcast. I'm everywhere. Let's keep it rolling. Let's try to get it. Would you stop? <laughs> my son is scared the crap out of me, banging on the window. <laughs> Let's try to get me to 2,000 subscribers. God, give me a heart attack. <laughs> 2,000 subscribers by uh, the time they end of the football season. I would greatly appreciate it. And as my boy, Jeremy, dime bag these nuts like to say, remember one thing and one thing only. And that is, you don't live in Cleveland, you live in Cincinnati, so act like it. Who day? Let's go Bearcats. We got Thursday night football tonight. We got the Bearcats going to whoop up on the Central Florida Knights. And we are going to show them that we are going to be the better undefeated team. And we are going to get into the national playoffs because they didn't. I can't wait. Go Bengals. Zach's going to be fine. I think we're going to put 30 up on Lions. Let's see what happens. And other than that, that's just sports, baby. See ya! No, no.